0: What's up, my people? Let me get situated. Uh, how to end racism? So I was at the airport today, and uh, there were like uh, collages of Martin Luther King and say, "Oh, to end racism today!" and all these things. Hurrah! Yes, this great black man who fought for integration. Um. And something that hit me quickly, was, uh, I, I started thinking to myself, what do they mean, in racism? Do they mean, because in my mind, I think when, when America talks about ending racism, they just, they, they are referring to prejudice. They're referring to, uh, how can we get less people to say nigger? How can we be politically correct? And you take somebody like Martin Luther King, who fought for integration. His form of integration was black people being able to go to white schools. All right? So as that started to happen, there was a lot of turmoil. All right, so you, you, you got uh, Ruby Bridges, I hope I hope that's her name, she's still alive, who was able to go to a white school. She got spit on by grown ass people and of course, she probably, uh, she faced a lot more uh, inside the classroom. That's what he wanted. What you don't hear about Martin Luther King is that he dropped the ball. He admitted that, actually. And what he was saying was, this is actually how he ended up getting murdered. So, listen up. He didn't get murdered because he wanted black people to go to white schools. All right, um, and you know, for black people to ride wherever they want on the bus or drink from the same water fountain. Alright, so basically before he died, he admitted that he put black people in the corner. Alright, it's because while he was fighting for integration, he lost sight of one important thing. And this is the, this is what can end racism. Because racism is systemic, alright. So, If you ever saw something that said black people can't be racist, you you probably laughed that off as a white person. Because if I like call a white person a name or something, you say, oh, you know, he's racist. Like if I said hunky. Now, I don't know if that's offensive. I'm just saying this for for example. You would say I'm racist. But racism is a system where a certain race has the power. All right. Now, I mean race. Think about it what does that what does race even mean what is race it's a competition so do you think that race was a randomly selected word to define who I am who you are and all these things no it's it's quite political now I understand that besides the melanin that's in my skin that we're all fleshed and bones and muscles and all I understand that it is convenient for a white person to say. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's we're all the human race. You know, it, it, that's all that matters at the end. You know, it's it's convenient for you to say that. Now, if someone like me, and and I do, if you dig up some of my old bones, I've said that. It's not convenient for me to throw that away, because people who look like me are still at a disadvantage. That's the issue. All right, that that's the that's the murky area that we. Overlooked, and rightfully so, understandably so. I wouldn't expect for white people to understand that. All right, you would you would hope for something like that because in America, and I mean I mean America is very powerful. So I mean, America has a strong influence. Things that happen here, it's I mean everybody's watching. Everybody's watching. Um, so you you would hope that. They would buy into that, but when it when it's not convenient for you, it when it doesn't benefit you to pay attention to something like that, why would you? I mean, like, me personally, I, I'm not focusing on the suffering of people in Saudi Arabia, for, for example. Like, you hate to see it, you hate to hear about it, but that's not even my concern. You know what I'm saying? So that puts me in my own personal bubble. So, but any anyway, so Martin Luther King... He pretty much said that he dropped the ball because while he was fighting for all of this integration, he he forgot to fight for the one thing that keeps a race in power. It's money. It's all about money. Slavery. X amount of years, hundreds of years of slavery is the reason why that there, there is a wealth gap. Because when slavery was all over, you know, when they called it over, abolished, black people didn't get anything. You got, you got, you got cut loose. And I mean, you read a history book, you say, oh, wow, you know, change happened. They were slaves and now they're not. Okay. So, and I'll probably speak a little bit more on that later about the 13th Amendment and all that. But, so, they were cut free and with no reparations, what do you, what do you do? Essentially, you're damn near a fucking immigrant at this point, with nothing to your name but pain, but struggle. All right, the same thing you had on the goddamn plantation. You know what I'm saying? It's just uh, you 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 won't you won't catch those uh physical beatings per se, unless the police get a get a hold of you. We, If you look up the 13th Amendment, slavery is abolished unless, unless you are a prisoner. So, America, being the geniuses that they are, they found a way to keep incarcerating black people wrongfully. And also putting them in a position where they have to turn to crime by starving them, not having resources. All right. So this goes all the way back to slavery. All right. This is why we're at a disadvantage, and money from slavery has been passed down for generations. In fact, when slavery was ended, uh, when slavery ended, you know, when the law was passed, and, you know, know, I'm not big, I'm not the most knowledgeable person when it comes to history, but I know enough to talk about what I'm about to talk about. But when slavery ended, a lot of slave uh, masters received um, uh, buyouts. Um, a, a kind of a severance, a severance package of sorts. Um, and again, the, the, the blacks were left with nothing. So let's talk about the wealth gap. Alright, so black, black women, they graduate college at the highest rate uh, in America. Um, so that's, you know, on paper it looks promising can't get mad at somebody for wanting to better their education and you know getting that piece of paper but um the wealth gap is is like this as far as um as far as income goes yearly income annual income the average black household of college graduates is about uh $60,000 and you compare that to the uh annual salary Of white people who did not go to college it's about one hundred thousand dollars alright so what I find to be the solution is black uh, entrepreneurship so we need more black entrepreneurs now I could say that we need reparations because I do believe that we need reparations it is said that uh, blacks and African-Americans more specifically are owed anywhere from 1 to what 17 trillion 13 trillion the number that I that I see more frequently is about 13 trillion so again people laugh that off and say you know we're entitled and all of these things but a lot of us are starting to race off you know, going back to race a lot of us are starting to race off you know, behind the starting point. And a lot of white people are starting to race off, you know, kind of ahead. So, now, this does not mean that every white person you come across comes from money. That's not what I'm saying. But historically, yes. Generally, yes. Now, who in their right mind would give up their wealth for the sake of helping the less fortunate? Who? You know what I'm saying? So that's that's a tough thing to buy into, but when you see a country like this give billions of dollars to other countries, understanding what is owed to the people who helped build this country, like it's it's um it's disheartening. You know what I'm saying? So I never try to present myself as an entitled person. Um, I'm 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 willing to work for for what I want, but I sometimes, I sometimes, uh, think about, you know, where we would, where we would be if we did get the necessary reparations. Now, I had did some math, it was some loose math, of how much each African American would receive if, if we got reparations, and I don't, I don't know the exact math that I was doing, but I think I was doing something like, third, third, uh, 13 trillion divided by 40 million, but I probably accidentally typed in 60 million. But the number that I came up with is $200,000. So if each African American got $200,000, that wouldn't be the answer. It it wouldn't necessarily be the solution. Um, But in in the ideal world, it could change the landscape of what it's like to be in America. The reason why I say this it won't be the solution is because our priorities are all fucked up, all right you see because obviously one of the solutions would be to spend money with your own people, all right so Jewish people they do money with jew they do business with Jewish people, Chinese you know same thing you know what I'm saying in the black community, the money doesn't bounce around enough. And I don't know the exact numbers, but within other, compared to other communities, the money bounces. It bounces around in the community before it goes to somebody else's hand. Black people, we get paid, we go buy some Gucci. You know what I'm saying? 1.3 trillion dollars in, in spending power, and we're just giving away the wealth. All right. So there are statistics that say that black wealth will be pretty much close to zero uh come come 2050 so $200,000 and I'm not trying to make myself out to be mighty because I'm I'm a a tough buy I'm also a part of the problem but I'm a tough buy all right I don't I don't buy Gucci and all that not just because I can't really afford it but even if I could I just don't really see the see the point in doing that. Same thing with buying a, 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 a luxurious car because it depreciates the moment you get that. But our priorities are fucked up, all right? I could really make something happen with $5,000, $10,000, $200,000. I can create generational wealth. Also, to end racism, generational wealth, all right? Um... I sound like, I feel like a hypocrite saying this because I have this information, but I'm not necessarily applying what I'm about to say. Term life insurance, about $15 a month. Over the course of 70 years, I think that's about $14,000 or so. Um, It's it's been a while since I did that math. For a $250,000 policy. So you die, you leave behind $250,000. So, doc, and Doctor and Boyce Watkins, follow him on YouTube. He was just ba- he basically said, if you want to throw away generational wealth, don't get a term life insurance. So, yeah, it may not help you when you're here, but when you're gone, you, the future generations uh, will benefit. And also, don't get any funny ideas if you're suicidal because that you know, typically that does not support. It doesn't support suicide I mean it sounds wicked to say, but that would be quite a quite a come up you know there'd be a lot of people contemplating doing that but from uh, as far as I'm concerned and from what I've read I wouldn't I wouldn't expect for my family to don't expect for your family to collect if and when you commit suicide all right actually' actually um, when I was working in construction uh, uh, one of the foremans, he had, like, a, over a million dollars in, in life insurance, and couldn't, ima- couldn't imagine that he was paying too much, I mean, even if he paid a hundred dollars a month, which probably, I mean, that's, I mean, god damn, if you, can, if you can make it work, you can make it work, but, you know, because, I mean, a hundred dollars over the course of a year, that's twelve hundred times, times ten, what's that, you know, twelve thousand dollars, uh, over the course of seven, seventy years, it's about eighty thousand dollars. So you about you pay about eighty thousand dollars, and you get over a million dollars when you die. Simple. Nipsey Hussle, Nipsey Hussle, in one of his songs, he talked about how he had a million dollar life insurance policy. So when he died, um, his his family collected. You know what I'm saying? They they also collect you know royalties from his uh, music and uh, every, you know every other th- thing that he that he owned. By the way, I'm kind of cold, so like, whew, I'm a little I'm a little cold, but I'm but I'm heating up up top. I'm heating up. Um, so I'm trying to make sure that uh that I covered all bases. So yeah, race racism is it's not about being called a nigger. All right. You can you can call me a nigger. That's not my problem. I mean, we might fight. But that's not my problem. You think my life's gonna be better if I stop hearing nigger? No. My life would be better if I was dealing with reparations. If I was able to deal with a head start. But, fortunately, and hopefully, because I'm young, when it's all said and done, somebody like my daughter... Or my daughter, actually, not somebody like her, but she would benefit. All right. In fact, I'm I'm being selfish right now by not having a term uh, life insurance uh, insurance policy because I have kids. Oh, I, uh, ooh, I have a kid. Um, well, someday I mean, maybe it'll be you know multiple, but she'll have a head start. And I don't know if it's just a black community thing or just people in general. They got a lot to say about somebody who kind of had had it easy or easier. But it's like, like who the fuck would want somebody to struggle when they don't have to, alright? Now, now, if you get things handed to you, in a sense, the thinking is you won't be able to appreciate, you know what I'm saying? But we as parents just have to teach our children the value of a, of a dollar. All right. So and, and and I believe that carries over. So that way when you pass everything on the baton so to speak, you can uh you can be rest assured that they will do the same thing. You just teach them. You teach them at a uh at a at a young age and um and then all good. I mean, it's it's my goal personally to teach my daughter the value of it in in entrepreneurship. But that's what we need. Okay, so one out of every five Asian people in America who are the only people who make, on average, on average have more than white people. One out of every five Asians in America have their own business. I believe one out of every 35 uh, whites in America own their own business. I believe one out of every 100 or somewhere around that area of Latinos have their own business and about one out of every 55 uh, black people in America own their own business Um, and there is a to to my to me there is a from what I can see there is a uh, direct correlation because when we talk about the net worth of Asians and I don't don't think it's Chinese I think it's Asians altogether Asians, whites Latinos blacks which may be uh, actually just African Americans it's in that particular order so that's very interesting also I see a lot of uh, black people talking about how they get denied for loans with a 750 uh, credit score at this current at this current moment at this current time my personal credit score is trash why am i not why am i not bothered because i'm not trying to rely on personal credit personally and what my rebuttal was or my my uh my response to that you know people not getting approved for loans. And also I had had uh, somebody who worked in the bank was saying I you know you're, you're more likely to see uh, uh, people from out of the country get approved for loans before uh, before black people. So m- but my response to that was LLCs and EINs they don't have a race, all right? Money is the race, all right? And you can build up um, business credit relatively fast. If you want to, if you want to know more about that, just just ask me about that. I'm gonna send you this, the best video that I ever seen on YouTube, how to secure, uh, how to secure business loans. All right, which is a uh, it's gonna be a process, fairly similar to, uh, you know, you know when parents they take out a line of credit for their kids. And, and, and black people, the stereotype is we take out a line of credit in our kid's name and we buy fucking big screen TVs or some shit like that. But people who get it right, like the Jew, like uh, a lot of the Jewish people, what they would do is they would uh, take out a line of credit in their children's name, get a little secure credit card or whatever. Make, you know, uh, use it, pay it up, use it, pay it up. By the time their children are eighteen, their credit is A one. Okay, and by the way, because black people are afraid to use their credit to sec- to secure any to se- to secure anything other than an apartment or to lease a car or whatever or a house, and this is how the Jewish people took over America. It's, it, I I couldn't speak on anything of foul play, anything dirty. But credit, all right. You you heard Jay Z talk about it in the song. It's interesting that I'm bringing up uh, some rap songs for uh, uh, business advice. This is, this is interesting because I mean most, you know, you, I don't want to say most, but a lot of rap is, is is fairly negative, and that's deliberate, all right. They lining up the poc- lining up the pockets of a chosen few to spill to to uh, spill out this garbage. I mean, you know, and with no no game, no game at all, you know, sipping lean, smoking weed, disrespecting bitches and calling them bitches, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, disrespecting women and all. So, even though I, I, I don't really have an issue with necessarily, you know, what they're talking about, I mean, yes, it's very much toxic, but it's like, show us what you're doing with your money. And they talk about blowing their money and shit like that, um, but and, and and you you know you go right along with it, um, doing the exact same thing, blowing money like you're rich, like you're gonna be able to get that back right away. Um, okay, so but back to what I was saying. Uh, they use their credit to invest the money that they get back. They, you know, they make the they make the monthly payments or so, and uh... they put the they also the money that they accumulate they put towards expansion. Okay, so the money that you collect from uh, a laundromat because I just keep talking about a laundromat to myself, like you know when I when I secure the right number, I think I'm gonna go after a laundromat. Um. So the money that you get from that you make the payments towards the bank or or what have you and you you save up the rest take care of yourself and all of these other obligations you have and you know and try to se- either secure another loan or save up enough money to purchase another laundromat All right um So again if on the personal side it's a It's a bit of a struggle. You got a lot of money in, in uh student uh student loans and all and all of that. All right, well, focus on the business side. All right, I'm back. I don't I put the phone on do not Disturb, and it still messes up when somebody calls me. all right, but luckily uh it paused now now, where was I? I was talking about securing loans. You put it into something. You take that money. You you uh, pay off you the, the, whoever you owe, and you put money towards a new one. And eventually, you know, it's, you're gonna the payments. Uh, y- y- you're going to catch up with all your payments, and then you won't owe. You won't have to pay back the bank, and then you owe it outright. Boom. All right, and you take that concept with pretty much anything else that you do. All right. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. So if on the personal side you're dealing with all these fucking student loans, you you know, you owe this money on student loans. And by the way, if you don't know this, if you if you go to the hospital and you don't have insurance, in fact, don't let not having insurance stop you from going to the hospital. Go to the goddamn hospital. Let them let them give you the bells and the whistles. Alright? And not for the sake of fucking the system, but, I mean, honestly, I, I don't, me as a black person, I don't give a shit because the system fucked me or fucked my people. Me, I'm, me, I, I kind of slid through the cracks, but still, um, if you go, if you gotta go to the hospital, you don't have insurance, don't feel bad about that, uh, that expensive e- price tag. The 5000 you may owe. Let it go to collections, and when it goes to collections, and the and the bill collectors start calling you, say, "Thank you for calling me. Thank you for telling me that you paid off my debt. I really appreciate you for doing that. I don't know how you got them to, uh, how you got them to uh, take a little bit less." Um but great job and and again, thank you for paying off my debt now I will go to credit karma and I will dispute that and I will tell them that I no longer have a contract with 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 the with these people in fact, I will tell them i don't have a contract with the debt collectors because I didn't sign a contract with this person also that is a violation of the h i p p a law meaning your your medical um, history cannot be passed on to someone else. That's interesting. But most people don't know that. And the debt collectors know that most people don't know that. That's why they take a risk by paying off your debt well, for pennies on the dollar. Because the way the hospitals see it, eh, something's better than nothing. We are overcharging the hell out of them eight hundred dollars for a bag of water to put in somebody's goddamn arm when it takes what two dollars or less to make all right so and then you dispute that all right you get it wiped off all right that's a violation get it wiped off all right if I think I, I think I have health insurance right now but if I didn't have health insurance that's exactly what I would be doing all right yeah that's right Facts. I'm speaking facts. That's right. I am. I've done it. I've done that. Alright? Don't feel obligated to pay that. Don't start a GoFundMe and say I need to pay off these hospital bills. In fact, do it. Do it. Say, oh, man, my father, he had to go to the hospital. I mean, this is the truth, by the way. My father, he had to go to the hospital, and we just don't have the money to afford this. Collect that money, and don't give it to the hospital. All right, take your father out to eat to eat well, and pay you know pay for something that won't be, that won't be covered you know that, pay for something that you gotta pay for all right. Um, but I'll be really slow on uh, paying off the the uh, hospital. Thank you for your service, by the way. All right, so one of, one of the biggest takeaways. All right. Is to cheaper to get a flight to UK get free treatment and fly home yeah I hear that a lot you know people travel to get a better price but anyway cause it looks like my phone is gonna die soon the biggest the biggest takeaway is to spend money with your own people if you've been rejected and also also Um, black entrepreneurship is the biggest thing, the best thing that you can do for yourself. You know, like, stop looking for Uncle Sam to save you. He's not. Alright, get that that out of your head. I'm not going to tell you to not look for a higher paying job, but so long as you work for somebody else, your job is not really solidified. And you hear the horror stories of people who give their all to a job. Nineteen work nineteen years, and after this twentieth year, retire, and they'll pay you until you die. And during that nineteenth year, they say, "Oh, uh, I'm sorry, we are uh, we are uh, cutting people off. We're we're we're, are, we're downsizing." And thank you. You know, maybe they give you a severance package. Maybe they tell you to fuck off. It's not your job, okay? It's not your job. Prioritize your mental health. When you at work, if you can, like when I was working in construction, I would put in, I would put in my uh, uh, headphones, ear, ear ear pods, whatever the fuck you call them, ear earbuds, and um, I would listen to business related things on YouTube. All right. And a lot of you people, you work at a job where you can be on the computer, and and uh, you spend that time on Facebook or, or, or like, I don't know if you can do Instagram, but, you know, Facebook, YouTube, whatever it is, where you could be using this time, you're getting, you getting paid to do this, to focus on your own business, you know, read up on business, just little, all the little small things, you know, because you're putting together... A puzzle, so these are all little pieces, you know, uh, how to start an LLC here, how to secure business loans here, uh, or listen to something like this. You know what I'm saying? Just something helpful, something that's going to push the narrative. But because you can't get it all at once, you don't even try, all right? So I'm not just speaking at you or speaking to you, um, I'm, I'm speaking to the old me and still some of my tendencies now, all right? So take advantage of your time, you know, always. Always be in the mindset of having an exit plan. Keep your mind open, all right? Because you got to start somewhere. A lot of us will be coming from humble beginnings. A lot of us will be, if you ever go into the the path of entrepreneurship, you're going to be starting off without without the hindsight. You know what I'm saying? You're starting off. So it's going to be a lot of confusion, a lot of... Bumps and bruises, a lot of, a uh, uh, lot of uh, feeling apprehensive, and all these things. Being reluctant, cause you don't want to make mistakes, but mistakes happen, and uh, mistakes are basically just lessons. So it's like walking, going through a maze, and you know you bump into a wall here, and you find yourself cornered here. And you say, "Well, I know not to go there anymore." So that's basically what life is. Uh, what life is all about, and you know. Some, you know, my baby mama, sometimes she mocks me because I treat things like you can just flip a switch. But mentally, I, th- I think you can. So it's like when you choose to go into business, you know, you you got to act in a sense. So it's like, how would a businessman carry himself? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you got to get in the mindset of, uh, uh, this is wasteful spending right here. I, you know, I don't think I should... I don't think I should pay $7 for this, you know, when I can get it for 3 You know, you, you got to be in that mindset. Not be a cheapo, but you got to make your money work for you, all right? And, uh, you know, black people, I don't even want to say black people, but people in general, you know, they they feel more comfortable having, having the money in a checking account or even a savings, which is kind of equivalent to uh, uh, just putting putting it under your mattress or whatever, and meanwhile, like, the money depreciates, all right, so the the dollar, at least the U.S. dollar depreciates, uh, 2%, so, you know, a dollar today would be worth, uh, 98 cents, um, uh, next year, but everything, a lot of things are, Adjusted for inflation. Okay, a lot of things not everything you know is, is is adjusted for inflation So this is why you that's this is why the minimum wage Isn't five dollars or three dollars anymore because it's adjusted for inflation. So now you start to see in a lot of areas Okay, now the minimum wage fifteen dollars or so you know what I'm saying? It's adjusted for the uh, for the environment, I mean, yeah, for the, for the, for the environment, for the, um, for that particular, uh, terrain and, you know, and all that, but in a lot of places, it, it hasn't been adjusted, um, so, uh, I, I had something in my mind that I wanted, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and, oh, also, because the dollar, uh, depreciates, if you ever get a, um, a mortgage for a home well 30-year fixed plan honestly the longer the better but yeah so a 30-year a, a fixed plan and you keep paying the same amount per month it's best that when you get more when you start you you start bringing in more money don't pay any more than that because you think okay the faster I pay this off the less I'm gonna have to pay in um. In interest, on paper, that's true, but if you're making the same payment over the course of thirty years, eight—if you pay paying eight hundred dollars per month uh, for a mortgage, twenty-five years down the road, it's not going to be what paying eight hundred right now is. All right, so so basically, you end up saving money. By taking on that interest over the course of thirty years, so long that so long, uh, so long as it doesn't adjust. I don't personally. I don't know enough about loans to know if, if there is a plan where you could where it does adjust. I I would think that that would be a thing as far as the banks go, so they wouldn't get fucked over. But I guess their thinking is okay. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll just we'll take whatever you give us as far as a a uh, fixed payment plan just to get you in the door so you can do business with us and so we can get the Federal Reserve behind us and we'll just make it flip. We'll just invest that in something else and, you know, and when you got a lot of, when you're doing business with a lot of people, money going to keep coming in anyway. So they're making investments. They're making their investments. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, they're signing, they're signing new uh, people up every day. You know, so they, they're they going to get their money. It's a, it's, a, it's a great strategy. And it's a great strategy for you to just keep, for you to keep making those payments over the course of thirty years. If if, if you like your home. Now, some people, uh, I hear this from 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 uh, from realtors, but also get, uh, you know, mixed mixed reviews. But this may be relevant: is that some some people say it's better to just rent where you live, and the things that you own, you use those as rental properties. Now, my thing about having rental properties, like one of these Jewish guys said to uh, Dr. Claude Anderson, and he said, I'd rather own 10% of 10 buildings as opposed to 100% of one. And you know what? I think that's going to be my strategy now. So I'm going to be investing in REITs. That's uh, R-E-I-T. Um, because So I don't have to deal with... Uh, um, The, uh, goddamn tenants. So I don't have to deal with people fucking up my property. Alright? And every time the toilet gets messed up, I gotta get it fixed. I gotta get the roof fixed. The refrigerator, dishwasher fixed. Holes in the wall. Messed up carpet. I don't have to do that. I'll invest in the companies that handle all of that. You know? I'll have, I'll own 10% of 10 buildings. Alright? For every 10... For every, uh, for every, uh, 10 buildings, I guess that, it, you know, that that's 100% of where my money is, you know. Uh, well, I'm, I'm fucking it all up. Okay, 10% of every goddamn building. That's, that's, that's how I want to go. Uh, but to sum this all up, before my phone dies, I just want to say that just because you never did this doesn't mean, uh, you, you can't do it, Alright? You don't want to have a fixed mindset about things. I mean, you see that in a lot of people that get stuck in their ways. It really hurts to see somebody who looks like me, who is my age or around there, probably a little younger, thinking they can't do something. Like, that's just not, that's not my personality. You know, that's not, that's not me. That's not, become that then. You're unhappy. You don't like working for other people. All right. And maybe you're not meant to do that. Now, it's a, it's a lot of you. And I, I even see that in myself. A lot of you are slowly dying. Damn, they're already dead because you are caught up in your ways. You don't want to change anything. And you're just going to spend all your spend the rest of your life working for other people, working yourself to death. Alright? Meanwhile, you're not just robbing yourself. You're robbing your children. You're robbing your community. Because you don't want to sacrifice by taking on the role of a boss, alright, so, again, my baby mama, she got on me because she said, oh, everybody, everybody's not fit to be a boss, I understand, alright, I know that, Pastor Crackhead, coming to my grandma's house, he didn't even have any pants on, you think I don't know that, what I'm saying is, more black people need to step out on their own, stop trying to get a seat at the white man's table, no disrespect to the white man, you study them, but no disrespecting them, but you gotta bounce, man. You 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 gotta leave you gotta leave trying to sit at that table alone. You gotta leave trying to assimilate alone. Alright? So me personally, like the way I'm talking to you is the way I talk to everybody. Alright? I live in America, alright? And just because I'm talking to a white person doesn't mean I'm gonna change my voice to assimilate, to try to mirror them. Meanwhile, Every other race, every other group of people are practicing cultural appropriation. Am I wrong? How many white people you say, oh, that's my boy. Oh, what's up? My homie. All of this. What's good? Our language, our music, all of these things. African Americans are the most influential people of all time, and it's not even close. It's not even close. All right? I bet you hear rap music every fucking day and not because you choose to. Alright? So, that just goes to show how much power you, African Americans, have. Alright? Trendsetters. Okay? So much has been stolen from you. Steal it back. Get this money coming in in your direction. Alright? Believe in yourself, man. Even if you make a martyr out of yourself for future generations to benefit, a so be it. You probably already hate your life anyway. Might as well get a, a a reward for this for this uh pain and or an award for this pain. Get something out of it, you know what I'm saying? And don't let your circumstances depict how you're gonna go about life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, shit's fucked up now, but it doesn't have to be. Your whole life can change over a matter of, of months, alright? Now, you may have seen me depending on, you know, uh when we became friends on this thing, you may have seen me cry out. But one thing that I never told you is that my fate changes when I cry out. I don't do it on purpose. I don't, I don't do it because I'm like, oh, if I boo-hoo, something great is going to happen. I, I'm, I'm never thinking that. I'm releasing, and then all of a sudden, opportunities just start coming my way. And right now in my life, I'm obviously not where I want to be. But I have more opportunity than I ever, than I ever had. All right? So it's it's my goal to secure six figures this year, secure a business loan, and it's it's not even wishful thinking; it's quite practical actually. And th- so there's a sweet science to it, you know. It's I'm, you know it's, it's 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 mathematics, man. Get to know these numbers, study that. Fuck fear your fear of missing out. Like you'll always have, you know, your Netflix. You'll always have. Uh, you know, the opportunity to be in a relationship. But we're talking about generational wealth here. and let's get real. So it's like, no matter where you are, you, you can change your fate, man. But that's got to be your mindset. It's got to be your mindset. So as I'm talking to you, I'm talking to myself. You know what I'm saying? Also, talk to yourself. Look yourself in the mirror, journal. All of these things will will benefit you, you know what I'm saying, uh, let me see if I can get some charging going, no, I don't even have my charger, Uh, so, you know, so, you're embarking on a new journey, getting the mindset of, uh, well, if I were to be a businessman, a business owner, whatever, how would I conduct myself, how would I carry myself, all right. And also in any given environment, see how you can be your real self, all right? That doesn't mean be rude, that doesn't mean be unprofessional. How can you be your real self, all right? No more assimilating. No more. I don't give a fuck if you, your job is to be on the phone all day. No no doing this. Um, he, um hello guys, my, my my name is Chris and uh I was just calling to see if you wanted to uh purchase a, No more of that. You know? You can talk just like this. Hello, my name is Chris. I'm calling because yada, yada, fucking yada. You don't need to assimilate. Now, I understand that they, that may be the expectation. I get that. Even more incentive for you to go out on your own, alright? Because I, I understand, like, what's politically correct and things like that. But you can be a filthy mouth-ass motherfucker, just like I am. And still be respectful, respectable, and you can still be professional. Now, you don't gotta go up to somebody like, hey, what's up, bitch? I-, I fix refrigerators. What you need? You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you can listen to trap music, you know, on, on your way to working on somebody's goddamn uh, refrigerator. You know, you can listen to trap music in your goddamn headphones. As long as you do a good job, all right? Use your African-American vernacular English. Everybody else is doing it, all right? So, yeah, it's okay to say, hey, what's up? If you're the man for the job, you're the man for the job, all right? So if people don't want you because you don't want to assimilate, then brother, buddy, bucko, guy, that's not the place for you. This is why a lot of us are unhappy because we are fucking shaving our edges to fit into a mold that still won't allow for us to fit in there's no success all right so with that being said and i'm gonna start doing more live live videos i mean I'll, I'll they'll start off live on facebook and then they'll go to my youtube hey subscribe to my youtube man i almost got 900 subscribers It slowed down i don't know what the fuck happened, man. Man, I man i keep adding content you know um so I'll, I'll keep i'll probably do more of this and just add it to youtube but uh you know I try to make things meaningful, I'm not just gonna hop on this bitch so I can say, oh look at my pretty face, shouldn't I be a model, shouldn't I be an IG model or something, buy me Chipotle, send me $40 and all that shit, you know what I'm saying, No, like I actually wanna add value, so when I die, people don't have to just say, oh man, yo, yeah, he was he was nice and things like that, you know, I'm, I'm leaving something behind, alright, I ain't giving you money, so fuck off, I'm leaving you with my videos, and whatever else I leave, I leave behind, look, I got hundreds of videos, on YouTube, that's what I'm putting in my time capsule, alright, or, you know, that's in my will, so, when I die, you got all of this content, alright, you, it, it ain't one of those situations where I leave you with just one album, you know what I'm saying, and that's all you have, nah, I'm gonna keep feeding you motherfuckers, you unworthy motherfuckers, by the way, some of you are worthy. Uh, the rest of you go to hell, you know what I'm saying? You care too much about things that don't even matter. They don't even matter to you, but you care about it, you know what I'm saying? I'm giving you that raw shit that you actually need. Alright, so... Why do I look just like Calvin? Because I'm black. All, didn't you hear all black people look alike? And now that I think about it, I kind of do look like them. That's, that's, we're related, you know? We must be. All black people are related, you know? Uh, but with that being said... I'm out of here. Thank you for your eyes and ears. If I wasted the time, so what. See ya.